0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Episode 366 of The Spanish Announce Table. A lot of wrestling to talk about, man. We had day one-ish. We had AEW Dynamite. There was some GCW that happened. There's some NXT things that happened. There is some news. There's some stuff that you want to talk about, which you do by Tweet the Table. And that's Tom. Uh, I'm Tim. That's a, a bloody hangman here. I sent this picture uh, to a friend of ours, Todd Todd Countryman, uh, and I sent him that with our you know our thumbnail for the show, and he said that's me trying to watch Raw. <laughs> and it it's so relatable. So relatable. That's just, so well, relatable. That's just Shout you out trying to,
2: yeah, and that's just anyone trying to explain the business practices of WWE, which I assume we'll get into as well. Oh yeah. Oh, we're. You know what I talk mean? About that. Like uh-huh. 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 to say. Hey, I saw on the news. What's with all the firings of these wrestlers? And you got to be like, well, so, uh, like, not anymore. You just gotta say, that's what I say to them.
1: Tom, uh, do yes. you have any crazy news to talk about before we get into the mother loving news and inform everybody of what's happening around the world in pro
2: wrestling? Quick note that I'll say, mm. uh, I started the Moxley autobiography. I don't know if I've talked about that yet, but fantastic book. It is written a million percent in his voice. There is no Ghost Rider. Uh, about more than halfway through, going to probably finish it up this week. Uh, very good book for any pro wrestling fan. I would definitely recommend go out and read it. All
1: right. Nice. Nice plug. All right. So, hottest news we could find. If we missed your favorite story, we don't give a shit. All right. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> WWE released Samoa Joe, Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch, Kathy Carino, Hideki Suzuki, and referee Scott Armstrong this week. Also released were Road Dog Brian James, William Regal, Gabe Sapolsky, A. Steele, Ranjan Singh, and additional backstage employees. And holy hell, man, they really are. And we'll talk more about this. They're killing anything that was used to be NXT uh, slash WWE. You know, or, PC almost.
2: Yeah, or anything that has Triple H, uh, you know, ties yeah. to it. It's all Triple H's guys mm-hmm. and girls, but it's all Triple H personnel, yeah. which here's the interesting thing. If you want to follow Crazy. that conspiracy theory for the longest time, even while he was injured, he was getting paid so, if this whole clean house of Triple H and all of his buddies continues, where does the rubber meet the road with HBK Shawn Michaels? Because Shawn Michaels and Vince are BFFs, we've always been told. Yeah, well, I mean... Shawn's so, weird. does he get the axe because he's Triple H is, you know, BFF and running NXT? Because... I don't know. That's that's an interesting decision if we're going with this conspiracy theory. Well,
1: especially if the idea is like, you better play ball or I erase your legacy from yeah everything. Literally like, oh can't find a Sean Michaelson. God, it must be a peacock technical issue.
2: Yeah, that stinks. That sure Sorry. does stink. We'll Here's what I'll say though about these releases. One, poor Samoa <laughs> Joe, that poor bastard. I mean, how many times Dude, does he have what? to get fired? Okay, let's talk. That one
1: happened tonight before Mm -hmm. we're recording i already had to Mm -hmm. rewrite this news story Mm -hmm. jesus man uh, how many times were people calling for let's rewind the clock 10 12 years ago more than that maybe and say like how many times were people like samoa joe wwe should get samoa joe samoa joe they sit around never do it finally get them years later but everybody's like all right cool and then they're just like uh we don't know what to do and then well, it's his like NXT injuries. run was like, good. Like, and then his NXT run was good. But then, like, ev- yeah, like, everything stops. Other than that, has been just. There's been great moments, right? But just nothing ever really get behind much.
2: Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Let Let's play a little fantasy matchmaking here. You know, one of the signature matches of Samoa Joe's entire career was in Ring of Honor when he had his Iron Man matches with one CM Punk. We know that CM Punk and Samoa Joe are still friendly. I don't know if they're BFFs anymore, but they're still friendly. Do we see Samoa Joe have a little fun run over in, uh, you know, AEW and have Brian Danielson and CM Punk and all of those guys? I mean, maybe, but that, I don't know,
1: man. I get... Samoa Joe gives me the feelings that he would just rather be done.
2: Well, I think he you wants know? to be involved, but he may not want to be the champion. Let's go to each and every city. I'll do the morning radio. I think those days are behind him. True. I mean, backstage roles are, you know,
1: are going to be equally as needed over there. I, yeah. Well, hey. So
2: here's here's where the second most interesting firing in my book goes to. Gabe Spokolsky, or however the fuck you say his last name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to run Evolve, right? Yeah. And Evolve before pandemic was the hottest, coolest thing in the world, right? You had Matt Riddle yeah. and Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano, him. right? That's why they hired him. Look, I'm not. Yeah, but
1: he did that before with ROH with the same round of guys. Right, but what that I'm saying discussing. here.
2: Yeah. What I'm saying here is so Gabe did that whole like feeder system for a W right. And then, or excuse me for WWE. And then uh-huh. sometimes you would see the street profits go down to evolve and they would wrestle Eddie Kingston and Joe, Joe Gacy, right? If I'm Tony Khan, I say, Hey, Gabe, looks like, you know, how to run the independent scene pretty well. Want to try that again with a W and then he you just have a W be the main thing. And then you grab guys from a W and your new evolved 2.0 God, what so I'm saying, just, which would be like JD Drake, which is, would be so like, Dave did that Eddie whole- Kingston and you kind of just flirt with bringing him or, you know, bringing those guys in and out while building up your next generation of wrestlers. I don't know, Tony, that seems pretty good to me. Gabe knows what he's doing. You I seem mean, to know does. what you're doing. Yeah. The some of the more
1: interesting ones, like you said, is Sapolsky for that reason, right? Like he's he's gotta be his his knowledge and his expertise have gotta be wanted. And then you know, the Brian James, like it it just felt like it was like that guy's been there for a, a while many times. I mean, yeah, he was impact for a while and was shitting on you but like
2: you well know. but that was when he was going through some personal demons it seems like he's got on the other side yeah. of that and so yeah, again Scott that's Armstrong,
1: another strong referee like he's been there forever Ace has brother. been there a long time but like I, everybody loves that guy like you know what i mean well Local guy, you know what i mean like everybody mm-hmm. loves that fucking guy
2: and you know who everyone loves that is actually getting pissed off william regal that's the one where everyone's yeah. getting pissed off about. Not pissed off, but like I just thought man, he'd that be a one guy sucks.
1: That, he'd be the guy that would die on the clock.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, going I back to Moxley's book, another guy that he puts over in oh, almost yeah. every chapter. I mean, respected yeah. by everyone. I don't know that we've
1: seen anybody say anything bad about Regal.
2: Have you? The only thing that I can think of that might be like a air quotes bad look for uh William Regal is when he kind of shoot uh fought Goldberg when Goldberg was trying to do his run in WCW other than that you know it seems like everything else has been on the up and up but look do William Regal and Gabe have them run an independent for Tony Khan and AEW man that that's your new everything right
1: hey I said we need a solid number three so and there it is one can fucking die all right Right. let's, let's just move on huh universal champion roman reigns tested positive for COVID this week on the day he was set to appear in the main event of wwe's premier live event day one in a title match against brock lesnar lesnar instead was inserted into the wwe championship fatal four-way which he won making him the new wwe champion while reigns was medically cleared today to return to smackdown
2: yeah and then if you uh time. Right. Yeah. And then if you fast forward to Monday Night Raw, the first thing that Brock Lesnar says after Bobby Lashley gets the opportunity to face him at the Royal Rumble is tell Roman I'll see him on Friday. So we already fucking know what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Can we just and they're unifying that, right? Like they're going to have a single champion again. You know what? I, no, this is what I bet happens. They're going to flirt with each other, Roman and Brock. That is right. Where Brock he's goes, for you, boy.
1: he's coming home. Right?
2: Brock comes on Friday <laughs> night and says, where's Roman? Roman plays a little hide and seek Monday. Roman goes on raw says, where's Brock? He plays hide and seek. And then at the Royal rumble, Roman reigns costs Brock Lesnar, the match with Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley gets the championship. Now Brock is pissed off and he goes after roman reigns for the fucking blue belt at wrestlemania
1: yay <laughs> wrestlemania all right yeah yeah uh interesting though we uh hey he's medically cleared great because we were worried when we saw it we were like hey listen guys you know compromise well, which have acknowledged so
2: but here's again and you know whatever i don't I, I'm, I'm tired of acting like it's the wrong thing to do but that's the reason you get vaccinated it oh, gets yeah. out of your system quicker yeah. right like yeah. you are healthier and can recover quicker when you're vaccinated that's a fact so I, that's how he came back so quick
1: yeah yeah i'm doing, trying to be nice Just
2: yeah just that's it's so bit. silly it's, it's yeah i'm yeah. not i'm not arguing uh vaccines and i'm not arguing <laughs> gravity those are two things we fucking know about okay
1: well, listen, man, that's what the round earthers want you to right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, let's move on.
1: Former AEW wrestler Big Swole in an interview this week claimed she left AEW recently because of a lack of diversity, amongst other reasons. AEW founder and CEO Tony Khan responded on Twitter denouncing those diversity claims and saying he simply did not think Big Swole's wrestling was that good. Controversy followed on social media with fans and wrestlers sharing their opinions online. And Tom, I imagine so, your opinion is similar to mine, but let's hear it.
2: Well, so I mean, even as of the new Year's the new year's Eve or our new year's show where we made our, uh, you know, predictions, I said, Keith Lee as AEW champion, because they have a lack of diversity at the top of their roster in the men's division specifically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the men's division
1: specifically very much, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And Big Swole is not incorrect. If you are a minority trying to watch AEW, there are a few options you have, but the majority is white dudes who were friends for 10 years, right? He
1: has even said, I think in that same interview, that even the diversity that's there on the African-American side, it's viewed in the African-American community as like forced and kind of a joke yeah that's and, that's you know, what big swole said right I'm not, right.
2: right and now yeah. you go on the other side of the coin and if you read that tweet from tony khan mm-hmm. front end of that he is making valid claims about diversity right. in the executive level right. and even people that are on tv so now worry kurt right well but very, yeah. but where he where he fucked up is he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth because when big swole said hey i'm leaving he said she's a great wrestler uh wish the best for her. now all of a sudden well she was never good enough yeah, that's why i didn't resign him now you sound like a fucking. she's a troll. bum yeah exactly now you sound like aaron Rodgers when people talk shit on we him we have right? said
1: this about tony khan that he appears to be a little chippy he appears to take things personally Uh um, and this is
2: and this is a this is i think a lesson where tony khan has to maybe treat his twitter like vince mcmahon where it's Happy birthday to my father. Happy birthday to my wife. Hey, got a big show on Saturday. And that's all we're fucking hearing. We're not getting the I'm constantly online. I got to respond to Big Swole or I got to respond to, you know, Fox News talking about ratings. It's like you're getting to a place now where you're not the upstart underdog. You're getting to be an established entity and you got to act accordingly. So I I hope this is a lesson learned where shut your mouth, right? Just shut up a little bit. (laughs)
1: Once in a while, you just gotta shut the fuck up, right? Like, you know especially, I mean?
2: uh, especially because in that instance, it's all a matter of opinion, too, right? Like, yeah, and you're never gonna look good. Look, I, 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 I we've said it. There's
1: a lack of diversity uh, in in many ways uh, there, and so she's right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I also didn't think her wrestling was amazing. It's it's fine, right? Like, it's fine. So, yeah, when they she, let her go, I was like, oh, yeah, that was probably not a yeah. difficult decision. Mm-hmm. So, which is not to say she won't be and isn't athletic or anything like that. That's not to demean Big Soul right. or her work. But it's just that, you know, like, they're she both kind of any- right. Yeah. But they both sound kind of chippy. And, like, right. they didn't – it wasn't as amicable as they made it sound when they – At first. At yeah, first, right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because, you know – uh, on once again, if you want to look at this in different, uh, angles. Yeah. She wasn't setting the world on fire and having the best gimmick of 2021. So like you said, when she said, I want to be done. Okay. Bye. You're not, you know, we got a lot of other spots here. And then on the other side, you know, Tony Khan can say, we've got Anthony Bowens, Max Caster jade cargill you know other minorities are also represented with thunder rosa nyla rose like you could say minorities are represented or represented but then that's where this argument is bad is because we can cut this pie 15 different ways to make it whatever argument we want it to fit sure. and that sucks yeah. yeah and that's when you got to just be better, bigger than it
1: right yeah typically typically when you're a billionaire, multi CEO, you typically are the one though who recognizes that and don't mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. say things in response on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Typically, typically, look, I know we had a president who kind of went against that, but typically, people who are in charge of shit have a little bit of decorum, higher than thou stance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, I mean, hey, you know, his choice to not be that. I'm not going to knock him, but hey, all right, here we go. Well, I am. It's not good. Right, yeah, well, yeah. It's not a great look. I'll give you that. All right, we'll move on. WWE seemingly killed the Cruiserweight Championship once again as NXT's New Year's Evil saw North American champion Carmelo Hayes defeat Cruiserweight champion Roderick Strong in a title unification match. However, moving forward, NXT will refer to the unified championship as the North American Championship. So. It's kind of absolved the cruiserweight championship. Yeah. I, I
2: I haven't watched 205 Live since Enzo. Is that a thing? I don't know. So I know one thing, though. Enzo. I saw yeah. on Twitter that there was I a 205 Live if match. I they put Enzo on it. Yeah. But I saw a 205 Live match advertised on Twitter as a promoted tweet. And the guy, who I don't know, sorry – uh, but he was like 320 pounds. He was like, uh, like top dollar type of big. And I was just like, 205 live. Are we serious now? Like, I don't even know who this guy was. But I was just like, so we're just giving up on this. 205, adjacent. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Interesting move. But again, much like um with Samoa Joe, they just never really knew what to do. -hmm. They never really knew what to do with that cruiserweight championship either in any of its forms that they really had. I mean, they had some mild moments, I'm sure, but like there was never, it was never a moment like it was in -hmm. its infancy in WCW.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. All right. We
2: will move on again
1: ray phoenix suffered what is being reported as a badly dislocated arm at the end of AEW dynamite's main event this week brian alvarez reports that phoenix needs an mri to check for ligament damage but it appears phoenix will
2: miss some time for healing oh and you know we'll get into it when we talk about our recap of an amazing episode of AEW dynamite and this main event match for the tag team championships between at the time champions lucha bros and jurassic express who is now your tag team champions was outstanding and unfortunately i think as great of a moment as it was to see jungle boy and then his mother and i believe his sister celebrating and then he kind of you know takes in the moment and realizes what he just accomplished i think it was a little bit overshadowed by we just saw ray phoenix grabbing his elbow (laughs) and then pinta immediately taking the pinfall and just sliding out of the ring to go check on him. So yeah, I hope he's fine. And it also seemed like, and again, we'll talk about it when we do our recap, but you know, the lights went out in the match and the lights also went out when Lucha Bros went to go help out Brian Pillman Jr. When Malachi black was beating him up. I think we're alluding to Malachi black and Brody King versus the Lucha Bros, but maybe not because ray phoenix might have to wait two months or whatever it is so yeah unless that has got nothing to do but i don't know if he can be there right now I don't... yeah who knows with Pac? you know, no. he's he's hit and miss i never know if he's in the country or in quarantine
1: <laughs> yeah yeah who knows all right well doesn't get much better in this next one here
2: we
0: go <laughs>
1: Jake Atlas signed with AEW this week and nearly immediately suffered a knee injury on AEW Rampage tapings. Atlas went down while trying to complete a springboard and needed several officials' assistance to get backstage. At this time, there are no reports on the severity of the injury. That's shitty timing.
2: Which, hold on, uh, spoiler alert, Mm. you didn't say who won, I guess. Yes, I I, I saw that. It happened on the Rampage tapings. Right, yeah, but time. we don't know if Adam Cole won or if it was Jake Atlas. We're kind of assuming with that news who did win. There,
1: uh, spoiler?
2: Well, he said that he was going to wrestle him on Friday. Okay, yeah. Right. on Yeah, so, um, yeah. Well, it's hard to gosh. win
1: when you need assistance to the back.
2: Yeah, but, man, that sucks so bad because to get a match that you had on Dark advertised on Dynamite, Obviously, means that they have some plans Uh, for you, and for your first match just to be a blown out knee ah, man, so sorry for you. Because I like him that little finisher that he does where he jumps on the rope and then does like the two steps on the top rope and then DDT. That's a fun move. And
1: to your credit, they're the blown out knees, typically a long recovery. It's not Mm -hmm. a, uh, it's not like a hey, six to eight weeks. We can get you back in the ring, though. No, it's like, oh no, you're out eight, nine months probably. See you at
2: Christmas, yeah.
1: Yeah, if it was a light tigum, or or you know light ligament damage, sometimes you might get away with like six.
2: <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, we'll get
1: you back out here on the treadmill right. in six weeks, yeah, or six months. You know, all right, fuck it. Anyway, well, good luck to him. Good luck to him. Here we go. Matt Jackson and Brandon Cutler. Both tested positive for COVID this week and did not appear on AEW Dynamite, though they were not publicized to make an appearance. Matt's brother, Nick, was deemed a close contact and was also not backstage at Dynamite. Hey, uh, it's time, folks, as you said earlier, Tom, get your goddamn shot. Wear your fucking masks around. Don't yeah. go to places you don't need to right now, right? Like, it's time to maybe not go bowling this weekend
2: or, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, we're, you know, everyone's mind is made up. We're not changing anyone's mind by giving advice. Unfortunately, um, I will say this though, about the young bucks. I like how they announced it where they're like, uh, book ourselves strong, uh, executive vice presidents. And then just the last sentence is Matt has COVID and it just, yeah. that's all they did. That's, the that, yeah, that's the only thing that that's the only thing they did to acknowledge mm-hmm. it. And they just moved on, yeah. um, you know covid is very serious it's still killing you know thousands of people a day yeah. mm-hmm. i will say though yeah. they have said that they are vaccinated so i don't expect them to be out or to right. suffer any type of you yeah. know
1: particularly with this well, new variant like if you've been exactly fully vaccinated and boosted
2: yeah so we'll see Although but people
1: still are getting you know significant cases you know oh definitely it. yeah
2: I'm not saying everyone's safe that does it because again, right. with mutations comes. I'm just saying different... it's time to rethink
1: the idea of like, hey, maybe for yourself and for others, if you don't need to do something right now,
2: don't. Yeah, you know but I mean? everyone don't. Everyone's mind's fucking made up. Don't. You know though. You know though. You know. You know. I know. No I know. one's gonna listen to us and be like, oh yeah. So then, fuck it. I won't like, go you know bowling. The, them
1: guys yeah. with the fucking bloody Hangman Adam Page picture behind them. Those guys really. Yeah, a lot got, of they, sense yeah
2: no, no one's changing their mind we'll go to our favorite talking head and get our information from them and blah blah blah, blah. anyhow um hopefully everything's fine though because again they have a big storyline it looks like uh brewing with adam cole and uh red wagon so we'll see yeah, where that goes I, I love that um
1: kyle o'reilly was like cut kind it of Landon." <laughs> like He's like, he gets it, but he doesn't know the guy's name quite right yet. He's like, but he gets Perfect. a shit on this guy? All right, fuck yeah. this guy. Yeah. Fuck you, Perfect. guy. <laughs> fuck you, Landon. Yeah. 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 If, if I hadn't seen you, Tom, in like five years, and we meet up somewhere, and you're like insulting a guy nonstop, I'm just going to start insulting that guy with you, right? Like It's mm-hmm. just going to be like, oh, this this chump? This asshole? Yeah. Look at hey, this yeah, fucking fuck nuts. Look at this <laughs> fucking dork. What a nerd. All right, let's get into a story here. So <laughs> it's fun. WWE filed multiple copyright claims against rapper Westside Gun this week. Gunn is a noted pro wrestling fan found in the front row of many wrestling events and was most recently in the news after former WWE ring announcer Greg Hamilton publicly attempted to extort Gunn over the use of Hamilton's voice on a rap song under threat of using WWE's lawyers. <laughs> Hamilton was released from wwe for his actions um that's so, so fun the that's the best one, part that's the best they just told him they'd have some of the stuff taken down from youtube and they i get got copyright claims on him. i don't know if they're suing him or what but um like the best part for me is like greg hamilton gets fired because they're like don't fucking say we're gonna sue that guy and then they turn around they're like we're fucking suing that guy <laughs>
2: and he's like Am I still fired? Like, yeah, you're still fucking yeah. fired, <laughs> idiot. We have to follow through on this now because yeah. we don't want to look. Yeah, now, mean, now we have to we like now, re- yeah, now. Yeah, now everybody
1: knows we bitched out and didn't fucking sue this guy. Yeah,
2: because of you. All right. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a bitch move a, though. Like, work with the guy or something, right? Like, yes. Like, I mean, like, uh, I mean he 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 has a very big following in the rap community. Fun fact: wrestling's not the greatest. Uh, you know, niche interest in the rap community so why don't you take advantage of one of the better rappers in that industry being a fan of yours
1: yeah he's obviously future and shit whoever yeah and
2: he's obviously friends with other wrestlers because if you check out biggies instagram or biggies uh you know snapchats or whatever the fuck it is and same with xavier woods and um uh kofi kingston and you know the usos and so many other people they're hanging out with him so like why would you piss off your talent who are friends with them? And then also look stupid to a community that you already look stupid to. So it's like, what a bad look all around. You guys yeah, are so fucking dumb. stupid.
1: Yeah, they but really what? are. You but need
2: money. Are. You fucking yeah. Eric Clapton assholes. Did you hear the Eric Clapton story, by the way? No, that what? fucking miserable twat this fucking douchebag. I'll tell you a quick sidebar. This is what's make it makes me think of the WWE. This fuck, who's an amazing guitarist, but a fuck of a person, this guy sued a lady who lost her husband to make money, found an album of Eric Clapton's, put it on eBay for $11. It happened to be a counterfeit Eric Clapton uh, recording, like a CD, or I think it was a CD. He sues the lady and now she has to pay him like thirty to forty thousand dollars. What a dick. Over eleven dollar counterfeit eBay sale of your fucking music. You twat. Yeah. What a twat. Yeah. And that's exactly what WWE's doing here. Like That's the shit that yeah, exactly. You're so fucking petty because you guys are such greedy dickheads. Ah, yeah, this isn't get-
1: the person you go after, right? Like
2: yeah, it's just such a stupid look all around for both. You can't find a way here. to
1: stop the streams, that, yeah, that people find your product illegally on. But yet yeah, you can you can send a cease mm-hmm. and desist to side Gun, right? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're you're fuck. Tough I, guys I hope. I just hope anyone who made this decision gets athlete's foot in their asshole. Like you fucking dickheads. You guys are fucking horrible people. you get
1: athlete's foot in the ass?
2: I don't know, but that's what I want them to fucking. They'll figure bet, it out.
1: I bet fucking people <laughs> in WWE know how that fucking happens. All right, one last news story, Tom. You ready? This is a very special news story for longtime uh, listeners here. Tom, you ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. Especially, especially one of them. Two nights ago, uh, the Kansas State Wildcats defeated the Louisiana Tigers forty-two to twenty in the, uh, <laughs> the bowl game there, and I want a big Josh to uh, know that. <laughs>
2: let's a great clip time this and that. just yeah. send it right to him <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna clip yeah. this hey so for yeah. any other uh new time listeners or long time mm-hmm. listeners you know uh obviously looking at tim here on the youtube mm-hmm. stream mm-hmm. he is a k-state wildcat fan they beat yep. lsu friend of the show big josh is an lsu fan yeah. so we're just rubbing it in uh one fan's face because yeah that's fun. that's what happens when you become it's a fun. part of the community. We'll 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 give you a little dig if we if we know mm-hmm. something will bother you.
1: Yeah, and then speaking of the community, another way to get involved is to use hashtag tweet the table, which you see above is right here, right? Obviously that's on Twitter. You go on there and you just tell us what you're thinking anytime throughout the week about pro wrestling. If you're watching a show, if you're watching a bowl game and you're like, I bet that guy's fucking enjoying this game.
2: <laughs> I love that you used a news story yeah. to talk about K-State well, news
1: <laughs> <stinger. Still>, uh, <laughs> I've been very cordial this whole time you know, I waited <laughs> to make sure they won before I shit <laughs> somehow cheapens it doesn't it? <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Like, oh, that was real nice until we won. Then I was like, you yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> what, a what a sore winner. winner. Yeah. Stanford <laughs> losers. losers to- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was an interesting game. Like, you know, bowl games already anymore in college sports are meaningless half the time. And then they only had 38 scholarship players, which is like half of what you're. Because <laughs> not because of COVID, I think for the most part, they're, they're LSU players. They're like, we're going to go to the NFL. So, like, you we know, don't give a shit. Yeah. Some of the mm-hmm. K-State guys are like, well, we're trying to make it there. So, like, watch us ball out, right? <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think everybody knew that. going. On. They didn't have a, a scholarship quarterback. playing; they had, to, they had to take a wide receiver and put a now, quarterback with... in. So, anybody who's ever watched a football game knows that's probably not going to work out well for you.
2: Yeah, and LSU, correct me if I'm wrong, that's the school that just got the Notre Dame coach who has a fake yeah. Louisiana yeah. accent. Oh, this is one of the most annoying parts.
1: Is So, he's not coaching that bowl game. They have an right. interim guy but they interview him during like the third quarter. or So I can't remember maybe second quarter for like 10 to 15 minutes up in the booth and never talk about the action that you're watching on the game. There was an interception. There was a fucking touchdown. Like all, like all those K-Safe fans are flipping out. We're like, Hey, great that you're talking to like next year's fucking coach for LSU as they're getting stomped here. Like shut the fuck up, man. But again, it's, you know, it's ESPN. So they, it's all yeah, about the sec right like you got to pump mm-hmm. them up so but that was fun you know you know it was bowl games, football everybody loves the football
2: yeah even though yeah, really. <laughs> you know you don't play with your feet i mean you <laughs> play with your feet but you don't kick the yeah. ball unless it's yeah. a field goal or kickoff yeah. but well, now anyway. we'll let
1: kids take money from other people but we won't pay them
2: directly principles principles Speaking of principles, you guys need to add the principle in your life of using hashtag TweetTheTable. And we've got some hashtag tweet the tables to yes, talk about, do. Tim. Yes, we Let's do. Get like into Katie, it. the first lady says,
1: first wrestling on TBS Network in 20 years. And it's a bloody spectacle. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag TweetTheTable. And we will dig deep into some of the more particulars throughout the show of AEW Dynamite on TBS. But I loved
2: it. Did you see they got over a million viewers on their first night on TBS? I did not see that. They nice. reached over 1 million, which they've done oh. before on TNT. But again, for them to be on TBS for the first time and to have that kind of a rating speaks to how good Turner is yeah. to AEW and how good AEW is to a, Turner.
1: I thought a bloody spaghetti headed hangman out there to.
2: Oh, my God. What a great match. The whole show was just spectacular uh the only thing that i'll say and again we'll talk about uh, kind of a match by match breakdown but it had three title matches right so there was a tbs championship uh crowning the first ever tbs champion there was obviously the heavyweight championship match and then as i mentioned here the main event was a tag team championship match all fantastic matches on the first time on tbs uh saturday they have battle of the belts with those three belts not on the show
1: yeah that fun?
2: <laughs> yeah um yeah but what i did
1: love too though is like they didn't change up any of the feel or the you know what i mean the look like this is they, they brought the party mm-hmm. to the new network right mm-hmm. they just brought the credit to them yeah good they
2: decision. stayed true to who they were i liked it a lot
1: good decision because i don't think it's played out yet right but let's nope. go. It's on the same topic as that devil vamp says, damn, I loved almost about everything in the first ever AWTBS. Hashtag Dynamite. But those cuts to the roster at the end were absolute shit, as well as more during the show. I don't know. Come on, people get better at this point. It's been three years. Hashtag tweet the table. He's always been critical of their behind-the-scenes, you know, cinematography. Oh, and so have we. It's, yeah. Yeah, they so miss a lot we. of shots still, I think. I mean, he's not wrong there. And I think there could be a lot of improvement that would be noticeable in that regard.
2: Yeah. And I agree with them. I I like that the tag team, again, we'll talk about it uh, I guess a little bit quicker when we do our match breakdown, but yeah, at the end, when Jurassic express wins, then all the tag teams come out. I like that because it's kind of like, you know, once you beat the ultimate boss, then you have to look back and face all the bosses that you defeated to get to this point. And I like that. But to his point, yeah, they cut to Chris Jericho, who was just like looking at himself and then ends up clapping Santana and Ortiz that are in a suite, not really paying attention. And so it was like some of these shots you didn't fucking need. Stay on 2.0. You got one of the ass
1: boys like doing a weird dance or something. Yeah. Look, they were on Dark or maybe it was Elevation. I forget which one this week. Um, Mm -hmm. They have to be the ass boys. They are the ass boys. Please, like, can we like? Is this part of the transition? Like, they're going to be the ass boys, right? Like, he's wearing the the shirt, and they're like, "Dad," right? Like, they're gonna, they're gonna latch on, right? Become the ass boys, right? Please, and
2: well, and you know who created that that saying on Twitter was Danhausen. Yeah, and fun fact: Danhausen is now a free agent, so wouldn't be shocked.
1: Medically wrestled, didn't he? Like, break.
2: Oh, he broke his his, leg, leg? but he can easily do some spooky shit to the ass boys on dark and elevation to get himself over you know what i mean
1: do some spooky shit to the ass boys <laughs> it's an episode title maybe i like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah that could have been done differently but i mean again maybe that was they needed to buy time because of oh shit this match ended a little quicker
2: that's true thought that's true but again just know your shots know like hey this is our plan so like chris jericho and others just be prepared yeah. that the camera could come to you kind of thing
1: well the thing is like yeah it probably was like hey last minute like the last 59 seconds you guys are gonna run out there and be like eh, fuck you gotta give you the throat slash and then we're gonna cut and then it was like oh shit he broke his arm we've got two minutes get out there another like uh, I did the throat thing. Now I don't know what to do with my hands. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, yeah. do we fucking do I stand? Do I put them in my pockets? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what we got there is what I felt like at the end. Yeah. Of the I so, I, agree. you know, I kind of gave him a pass on that particular one. The rest of the show to me felt great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. All right. We'll move on. Maybe we'll move on. All right. Here we go. At Theo75 says, no Roman Reigns on hashtag WWE day one. Pay per view is still going to be great. Hashtag tweet the table. And it probably wasn't. I'm going to be real honest. Didn't watch it. I mean, I know what happened in the. You know, Brock Lesnar won a title.
2: And I watched
1: the main it. event. I watched once the main again, event. Once again, a New Day members title run succumbs oh, to, to Brock, Brock
2: Lesnar. Lesnar. Yeah.
1: And yeah, Biggie lost about- more singles matches than he won as a champion. champion. Like twice as many. It, Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I will give.
2: I will give Ridiculous. Paul Heyman credit though. I will give Paul Heyman credit though on Raw the next night. He put over Big E as if this was oh, yeah. a you know transformative champion that should be remembered in the, you know, yeah. Yeah, Hall of Fame of talk. WWE. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. perfect. <laughs> but then again, you look at on paper and you're like, well, he lost to Lashley, then he also lost this one, then he also lost the like he took the pin. That was the other thing that I thought was silly is Mm, okay Brock Lesnar wins the championship he can't pin Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins I understand we're building this Bobby Lashley
1: yeah but like pin Seth Rollins like he's the guy who everybody gets the fucking shit on and he gets madder about it and that's his fucking character yeah he's uniquely designed to take that pinfall because Kevin Owens fucking screwed him over somehow
2: well on monday uh i watched the 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 fatal four-way which no one died so false advertisement but uh nearly kevin owens four-way. yeah kevin owens and seth to die early from
1: together. fucking cte so easy easy all right, <laughs> all all right, gets, all hey, right. that was a
2: little dark was, yeah <laughs> I got a little too close to home it was
1: dark elevation right there it was so dark
2: Uh, But, like, why are they still working together as a... It it still doesn't make sense anymore, like, what they're doing. So, maybe they go after the tag team champions. I don't know, but, like... Probably not. They probably paid Kevin Owens a lot of money and promises. Well, it's fucking failing because he's looking dumb. He's not looking like the cool Kevin Owens I remember. He looks like the dumb fat guy that just follows the orders of Seth Rollins and hugs him sometimes.
1: Yeah. Anyway, here we go. At Kitty First Lady says... WTF? Hey, if this means Lesnar versus Lashley at Mania, I'm in Hashtag #tweet the table. All right, so here's my take on all, all the whole Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley, right? Everybody's oh. super excited to see it. And I guess I mean I get it. I get it. I get it.
2: Yeah. I like but it. Just you for
1: that like match. It. Like I'm going to like I'm going to like it just for that match. But the whole story is going to be Come on, big boy, let's fight. And then there's some reason they don't fight. The manager is fucking around. You
2: know what I mean? Like, but that you just said it kind of as a drive by there. That's the part that I'm looking forward to MVP versus Paul Heyman oh, on the God. microphone. So that, while just yeah, two... okay. I didn't
1: think about that. I forgot about yeah, well, MVP in the scenario.
2: Yeah. While you just look at two fucking bodyguards stand behind them. That's what I'm into. Oh, and they're going to have,
1: you... they're both good at practicing the line. Mm hmm. To fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, to give you and a fucking you see, Hogan point, right?
2: And, fucking, and if you saw on MVP's Instagram, as soon as Bobby Lashley won his match, and then, you know, they get on the road to the next town, he tweets out or he posts a, a photo on Instagram of someone holding a microphone. So he's ready. He's going into this with Paul Heyman. Like, I'm bringing my A game. And you know, Paul Heyman is his A game. So hey, look, I'm excited I, for that. MVP. MVP can bring it. Now, MVP can good. also... You know.
1: Yeah, but I bet he hangs a time or two with Heyman in this run. That's what I'm fucking... excited
2: for. That's what I... we're going to get. Some... Like,
1: there's so many ways they could go with this thing too. So it'd be interesting to see what is said and how they hype it up. Um,
2: oh, yeah, and, so. but this this is the thing that WWE's is going to shit the bed on. Is they're going to stumble into a great promo that's going to be the memory of January for the promotion, but all they care about is Roman and Brock. So they're just going to get to Royal Rumble wipe their hands off it. Hey, we gave you what we want. Now you're going to watch what we want. And then we're going to be pissed off because now we're going to want Lashley Lesnar too, because of MVP and Paul Heyman, but they don't want to give that to us.
1: Yep. MVP. They'll, they'll split MVP and, Le- and Lashley and they'll move. Oh MVP yeah. The hurt on. business
2: yeah. will turn on Lashley and at WrestleMania it's going to be Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander MVP. with MVP, MVP taking is- on Lashley
1: mvp's managing brawn breaker when he comes up to the (laughs)
2: mayor i don't yeah
1: it's brawn Breaker. i don't even get that i mean it's not a name like what the fuck is it sounds like a like a hasbro children's fucking board game or something But anyway
2: it sounds like what donkey kong beats in the first level of his video game right yeah that's what i mean yeah and and rick steiner breaker yeah, yeah it's like an abominable snowman on ice, and and, and now like I, I didn't watch the match. I saw two highlights of that thing. I saw where uh, Rex Steiner—I'm not calling him that fucking name—Rex Steiner kicked the old logo of NXT to basically say like you're fucking done forever. And then I saw Rick Steiner, his father. Come into the ring and celebrate with them. So
1: what the- apparently, Champa shook hands with him on his way out after losing. Went over to Rick Steiner and like fucking shook hands. Yeah, him. but like,
2: what the fuck are we doing?
1: Yeah, we can't call him fucking Steiner.
2: I just probably because
1: him. they wouldn't work a deal where if it's Steiner, they couldn't own it.
2: I don't know. It it just feels it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. They're such a stupid company.
1: I want that kid to do everything that kid should do, but what he should not do is whatever the fuck they have him doing. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see that kid be let loose to be a Steiner. You can see he has the Steiner blood in him. He is that guy who probably chugged 14 fucking beers in the parking lot before he came in there and is ready to fucking party like he's goddamn Gronkowski. That's the feeling I get from the guy, and they should let that loose. But they're not going to. I don't know what the fuck this is. I don't know.
2: Call but him a yeah. Steiner.
1: Like, he is a Steiner.
2: Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. You acknowledge it. Fucking what That's f- the part, is if when you acknowledge it, then what the fuck are you doing now? I get if you're like, nope, nope, don't give a shit that you know. Because, again, not everyone should be their father's son or their, you know, the. Sure. Right. I get it. Be your own person. If that's what you went into the company saying, like, i want to be my own Mitch. person. Well, and even that, like if you if this guy which i don't know his real name but again rex steiner is what i'm going to call him if if he's like hey i'm not really cool with my dad anymore scott my uncle i don't really like him i want to be a wrestler but i don't want to be associated with them okay cool right like yeah.
1: Right. we could I know we probably wouldn't have Benoit's son have Benoit's name well like we but have like look at that, right? look
2: at Bray Wyatt right like yeah. we don't say right. he's IRS's son right. he's exactly. Bray Wyatt so like right. be your own character I'm not saying that like if you're the son of a wrestler that's ha- what you have to be right but when you do like you said every fucking thing and then you bring in what his dad <laughs> yeah he what? just doesn't you,
1: have the fucking headgear on like he's all but every, like if he's giving it time yet Wear a spiked fucking leather jacket, and I swear to God, mm-hmm. give it time. He says,
2: "Bite me, man." I'm telling you, give it time. He's gonna have an angle where Von Wagner puts his head in the stairs and kicks it, and he's gonna have an ear situation. So he's gonna put on the fucking go headgear after that, and then he's gonna go on a run with the fucking headgear. And we're it. like, "Who does he look like?" I don't know. I've never seen anyone like this. Hate that company. Fucking bullshit.
1: Well, good. You know, so we've asked fans. We've said, why the fuck are you still watching it? Like, because that would be a lot of thing we hear back from people. Not that, like, we engage in these conversations, but you see the conversations online where people are like, well, they make the most money. They're by far the most ratings, so they're doing something right. And it's like, okay, well, then I want to talk to you people who are providing them that money and ratings. Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck are you doing it? And tell me mm-hmm. why. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. At Mr. Fourth Row said on Twitter, he says, honestly, I'm only watching WWE on the big events. And... I still think the Van Dyke on Randy Orton looks good. Hashtag tweet the table. And he's wrong. The what on The Randy Van is facial hair. It's called the it what? Like the Van Dyke. That's what he Dick said. Van Dyke? I don't know. But oh. whatever, if that's what he called it, that's okay. what he's referencing. Okay. And it doesn't look good on him.
0: So
2: <laughs> yeah. Just,
1: yeah, I'm not fact checking here, but I think you're wrong.
2: Tim, <laughs> I got an idea. I'm yeah. going to throw this to you live on air uh as we're recording on youtube and this is going to be on our podcast stream uh momentarily Uh, i think we need to take to the streets mm. you know in the political landscape you see on both sides them infiltrate the other side and be like what do you support donald trump and they try to get the trump supporters to say like why they support him right Right, and then even on the other side they go to bernie you know they why do you support bernie he's a social all that stuff right i think we need to go to the Royal rumble in St. Louis, and we need to record. I'll, I'll be the one that answers it. You can record it. And I just want to ask every fucking person that I see that walks into that goddamn building. What do you like about this show? What is it that you like? What are you
1: excited to see? And why are you excited to see it?
2: Besides the nostalgic fact of it's Royal rumble. And maybe that's the reason, right? When I was a kid, I always wanted to go to this event. Now it's in my hometown. And so I wanted to go. We hey can't data, really hate that
1: find out what yeah. the feel is but don't you kind of want to do that That dies you get what i mean that nostalgia dies with me right <laughs> well, i mean with others but like, because, that's like what so dies- i can bring my kid and they might get hooked but like they're not where well, they're shown they're not doing a great job of hooking the characters mm-hmm. anymore so like no that's this is they've talked about i think i read this before too like they liken it to mtv like when you just go meta into yourself and go like, look, remember? You used to love us. We used to be cool back then. And then we just repackaged it and gave it back to you. That only works one time. And then you lost. You didn't build the next generation, right? Like, then you lost it and you're gone, right? Like, then it dies after that. And that's But don't you want to like do that? At.
2: Yeah, don't you want to do that? Don't you real? I mean, I, I honestly want to yeah. go and, s- and stand in front of yeah. the entrance. Well, it's like Facebook they, Live oh, or TikTok yeah, Live and or just, something, yeah. And just have an honest conversation. I'm not going to be wearing an AEW shirt and be like, well, the other all fucking alternative is so much better. I don't even care if you don't like AEW. No, this is it's about fine.
1: WWE. Like, it's, why? A, yeah, yeah.
2: it's why this.
1: Yeah. yeah, the only reason we say good things about AEW is because we like the AEW is here to like save us. Because Tom has even said this. Like, I, I don't know that we'd be doing the show if Mm-mm. they didn't exist at this point. WWE I ain't talking so
2: about bad. this bullshit so every bad. week. No, no, no. So,
1: yeah, we, nope. we do this to get happy, not to fucking hate. Life. And I'm so
2: much happier with GCW, oh. AW. the God amount of fun that they're doing right now. GCW and Jeff Jarrett? I fucking hate <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. I pop for that. Yeah. He sucks. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and yet... Now i was instantly
1: interested and I'm like, somebody's got to kick Jeff Jarrett's ass. <laughs> like,
2: He's a cowboy in a renegade GCW promotion. What the old. fuck is that going to look like? Yeah. It's like Kenny Rogers is going to get fucking light tubes beat on him. Oh, he, you know, for every, it's a GCW. Let's go again. Quick sidebar here. But GCW just understands their audience and how to create heels because for everything that Matt Cardona represented, which was the anti-GCW, they did again with Jeff Jarrett. So the other side of the coin of what GCW isn't yeah. is everything but, and Jeff a whole Jarrett different person.
1: is. He's going against yes. Epic, right? Like it's a whole different character, oh. a whole different dilemma it's perfect god
2: bless them they're so fucking cool oh and
1: fe and jeff jarrett that's gonna be money. like it's just i know it like i as much as like you said i hate jeff jarrett i don't i hate him i've never been like i can't wait to see this jeff jarrett match i'm into it now ever yeah now i'm into it yeah now i'm
2: totally into it and then and then they're even bringing back other guys like at their gcw detroit show kevin nash is gonna be there yeah and then Dude, can we talk about this real quick? I know we're going to get back into tweet tables. Again, we want to hear from you, but I want to hear you guys about this. So, if you followed their last GCW show, the number one contender who will be challenging John Moxley for the championship at the Hammerstein Ballroom is Homicide. Mm-hmm. And guess who else is going to be on that GCW show from the Hammerstein Ballroom? Eddie fucking Kingston what will eddie kingston do when john moxley takes on homicide so
1: eddie kingston speaks of john moxley as a brother as though he loves mm-hmm. him like a brother he speaks of homicide as though he's a god and loves him like
2: mm-hmm. he's a god.
1: so it will be interesting
2: i can't wait i can't wait i hope there's a moment where they put eddie kingston between a rock and a hard place. And we get to see what he does because he's the perfect person to have that go through the
1: best. Eddie
2: and if King's they can the carry fucking that guy, man, and then if they can carry that over to AEW to where then John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, either are strengthened as a team or they go their separate ways. Like chef's kiss. I can't Eddie wait. Kingston, I love pro wrestling.
1: Why Eddie Kingston is the guy is because he just encapsulates and presents the feeling of just annoyance and angst with the world around you that pretty much all of us feel right that like Mm -hmm. just like if if rolling your eyes at stupidity was a character it's eddie kingston (laughs) right and everybody see and because it's subjective everybody feels somebody else is stupid right subjective everybody has that moment where they're like these fucking idiots around me right like everybody's an idiot but yet yeah, everybody's the smartest guy in the room right mm. so that's why it works so well with eddie kingston's because he just encapsulates that when you feel that you're like yeah i fucking feel that i know that feeling like jesus christ you fucking dipshits won't shut the fuck up and i just wanted a coffee and like you know i'm gonna beat your ass like you want just shut the fuck up here we are god damn it right <laughs> now you gotta like shove yeah. the fucking table over and fight
2: everybody feels that and that's he's the authentic that's the other yeah. thing too is he's authentic because you know, you've put John Cena, you've put other characters, Hulk Hogan and WCW before he was in the NWO. And even when he was in the NWO, you put those, those characters in certain situations and you go, well, but John Cena doesn't quit. So he's not going to quit in this one. Right. But with Eddie Kingston, he might, like, he He might might give up on himself. Right. Or he might fucking prevail. Like that's authentic. Like we also Yeah.
1: It's not just like, yay, rah, rah. Like we might see Mm -hmm. same thing happen with hangman. Like, we got yeah. a little bit of a up and down with him. Like he didn't just get yep. it on the first go yeah. round. We had to
2: be like, Oh fuck. And that's what makes the Did best characters. Right. Relatability. Anyhow, GCW is fucking awesome. AEW is fucking awesome. WWE can suck a dick. Uh, and I don't mean to be sexist or anything. Men and women can both do that. I don't give a fuck. Um, and if you don't even identify as one of those two things, whatever, all you are, takers, you whatever, it. Yeah, all of the fucking <laughs> takers can do that shit. But like, i want to go and just fucking understand who the who likes this man yeah but
1: i think i think you're gonna you're just gonna be more disappointed with the answer
2: (laughs) you know what i mean but at least i know because i feel like i'm uh, i feel like i'm yelling gotta prove my worst fears (laughs) yeah i feel like i'm yelling down a void and i just i want to hear something back you know
1: Yeah, all right, well, here's the final one, and it's about WWE, but, you know, maybe we can go with a little tangent here. And, at Katie First Lady says, who would have predicted that Brock Lesnar would be WWE champion at the start of his 20th year? Hashtag tweet the table.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a big
1: deal. Oh, but
2: not it's, his not, his, it's hmm. not his real 20th, Right. There was a long tangent where he was in the UFC. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he wasn't doing this yeah. year in, year out for right. 20 years.
1: Yeah, it's a, and even at that, like, it, for, for me, all right, they're releasing everybody is WWE, right? Releasing seems a like crap that. ton of people. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of people. It seems like they're consolidating. They're going to go to one champion, right? Like, if you're going to consolidate and you're going to give me your Brock Lesnar's your Even if it was a John Cena, like, if you gave me people who we know, like, can capture an audience, will bring in ratings, if you're telling good fucking stories with it, that's great, that's better. I'm fine with that. I'd rather see that than fucking whatever you're going to call Elias next, right? Like, fine, great, but I, the bad story is the bad story no matter who you paste it on, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it while the story is bad. But if the story is good, well, fuck, Brock Lesnar's going to be better than a lot of the people doing it. It's just the problem is it's usually... I'm Brock Lesnar. No one can beat me, and that's true, right? So we just kind of go like, all right. You know? Yep.
2: Yeah. I mean, I to the credit, they have, in... they've had a couple people knock him off, but it's still, you know. But it was, but it was always this Brock Lesnar's caught off guard. Like, what? I I think the last story that needs to be told with Brock Lesnar that would be interesting, and maybe it happens with Bobby Lashley. Maybe I'm fucking over exaggerating and I'm missing the boat. Somebody but can overpower the, him is the but not even overpower him but like you know what Brock Lesnar did to John Cena at SummerSlam where it was like laughing at him and still throwing him around that's the last story that needs to be told with Brock Lesnar is whoever that person is like Thanos is him and is just laughing at him as he's just kicking his fucking ass so and this is what i'm saying like
1: let's say okay if your WWE TV is Brock Lesnar primarily right if he's a champion for let's say a couple of years but like it's tail end of his career he's now you know i mean not as quick and not as you know he's still bigger than most quicker than most but he knows like hey i'm only gonna do this for another year or whatever mm-hmm. then you can run that storyline where brock lesnar isn't the brock lesnar used to be and he's going through his existential fucking crisis paul Heyman's trying to help whatever we could get amazing fucking television out of this and we won't <laughs> I mean, right? Like that's just—it's <laughs> just not gonna happen that way.
2: <laughs> You're 100 correct. Yeah, <laughs> It's gonna, go. God
1: it's God gonna wrestle damn. once a year, maybe, like the Undertaker did for a while, and then once in a while, like he'll lose one, and they'll be like, "Oh, I really put over the new kid, Damien Priest." But he'll lose kid. in the
2: same way he you know? lost <laughs> to Seth Rollins, where <laughs> yeah. it's the ref is looking the other way that that wrestler got a low blow in on him and then just does 72 finishers. And then that's Man. how he beats him. God, Hey, let's talk about, so that was the last week table, correct? That was the last week the table. Yep. Let's talk about something we actually like. And that was the debut of Mm. AEW Dynamite on TBS. We've been talking a little bit about uh, what happened. We obviously hit pretty hard on the main event, so We won't do that again here, but there were some other things that happened that Tim, I want your feedback on. And I feel like we should discuss because it puts us in a good mood. So let's do kind of a quick rundown and we'll dive into what we want to, right? So it kicked off with the aew world heavyweight championship match Mm. champion hangman adam page taking on the american dragon brian danielson now there was judges ringside big show mark henry jerry lynn even though they weren't ringside they were just front row with the rest of the crowd i thought that was weird they weren't presented as like big time deals but whatever However, they were sitting coach
1: next to each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all next, like Jerry Lynn was had no room. He didn't have an armrest. Yeah. So, yeah. How was he going to take notes? <laughs> I knew instantly. I don't think he did. I knew instantly we weren't going to the time limit when I saw our judges were Big Show, Mark Henry, and Jerry Lynn. I was like, Really? I was like, This ain't, they're not going to be like, and now let's cut to the judges and be like, you know what i mean like what the fuck is jerry lynn gonna say some shit like i just i I wasn't buying it right like i didn't think i was like this ain't it this ain't it so i knew we were gonna get like an actual decide decision or some kind of muck to money it up um the the match though however jesus christ man these guys i was shocked that they went to like let's bloody each other up this early into like we're new on tbs right like here we go everybody
2: Mhm fucking crimson mask both guys I was like wow interesting choice well and also the part that kind of took me you know back and kind of by surprise was how many headbutts there were during mm. this this match like you don't see headbutts that often and you saw about 700 in this match and that's what I was like hey the other guy had to retire for three years because of head injuries. Like I get, we're doing it safe, you know, breaking kayfabe, but like, what are we doing? You know, like let's, let's just kick each other in the chest or in the stomach or in the legs, or right. we could have yeah. picked a yeah. different body part there, you know? So right. now see, I thought his foot. exactly. Yeah. Break his wrist, make his right. hand be the thing. Now, Brian Danielson went after Bri- uh, went after hangman's arm again because he does the lariat. So I thought that was pretty qu- uh, good storytelling. But see, when I saw the judges, I did think that we were going to go to a decision. And I honestly thought in my gut, I thought, oh, shit, this is how we're going to get the Mark Henry match. Because remember, Mark Henry wants <sighs> to do one more match. And I thought he was going to screw over the loser, right? He was going to say that person loses and whoever lost out of this match would then give the one match to Mark Henry. I thought that might have been happening. So, I'm glad I was wrong. Uh I thought it was a fantastic match. I liked how Brian Danielson at the start kept looking at the judges and was like, "Ah, look at this. I'm yeah. so good, <laughs> I can do some jumping jacks." And then for hangman to do a fucking burpee. <laughs> with blood coming down his forehead yeah. into his eyes was just yeah. such a fucking FU. You. Yeah, a blood burpee, burpee to to Brian Danielson. I thought that was perfect. This match was great, and he beat, hangman that is, beat Brian Danielson with a clean cover in the middle of the ring. I just, chef's kiss. As good as winter is coming, I thought this was 10 times better. I love this match.
1: Everybody knows you don't get any respect
2: from the boys in the back until you do some bloody burpees. Bloody burpees. You know what I mean? That Everybody is how you get that. to the next level in your fitness. Uh Everybody knows. Oh that. my God. This, you know, Ask I Shark know bait. we're, Shark yeah. MMA. Come on right here. Right. There it is. New right. logo. Come on. Sports Blue Springs, Missouri. Uh, yeah. Come on Metro with the Blue area. Springs. Mm-hmm. Get KC fit. Metro. Get fit. I tell you what though, it's, it was January 5th, but this is instantly my match of the year. I know we've got a long time to, to go here, but like that's at the top. Now beat that. That was that good. I loved it. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was a really good match. I agree with you. It was it was really good. Um, <clears throat> all right, what's next? What happened
2: then? So we follow up. I, I this is how strong, in my opinion, AEW is. So we follow up that knockdown dragout war between Hangman and Brian Danielson with Sean Dean versus MJF but it really wasn't sean dean and mjf because before they could either land a strike on each other cm punk darts down to the ring mjf runs away because he obviously doesn't want anything to do with cm punk and then cm punk gives a gts to sean dean which then means mgf mjf loses so he's zero and one for the year and then they have you know part two of one of the best promo battles uh in wrestling history and they go jab for jab here
1: they do go jab for jab here i i want to hone in real quick before we get into their 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 promo battle they hit a lot on dynamite about how the records reset at the end of the year and i know they always showed like the current year's numbers versus like an overall but i didn't realize like are they saying like for their rankings it's just like a complete wash like didn't matter where you were December 31st and now like
2: records reset like
1: jam- well so, <laughs> like, you well, know so I mean?
2: records reset but like if, if you take into account like the women's division right the women's title yeah. like Rio is still your number one contender but number five can overthrow number three if they win two times and number three win- loses once right yeah. like it resets from the year interesting just it's very interesting like a
1: term like that because like if you're doing shitty at the end of december like you have no incentive to be like better ratchet up i'll just wait till january and then i'll start beating some ass
2: well yeah or you might say like momentum's not real or momentum is real and so i got to win some matches you know either way but uh yeah i thought that was interesting too that how that everything resets and now we're clean slate but i like that too because then it could say a loser in 2021 can then be a winner in 2022 with a record of 11 and two or whatever it is. True you that. know what I mean?
1: New year, new me. Um, exactly. But the promo battle is great. I like, a, you know I mean? CM Punk is like, this is your future, man. Like I'm not letting, you're not going to fight anybody until you fight me like that's mm-hmm. I like that. That's good.
2: So it ends though. And again, we could go line for line, but I feel like yeah, sure. we you wouldn't be it. doing it justice, you but uh, nobody like it. is
1: listening to this and probably didn't watch the show.
2: Like, right. Uh, exactly. Right. So, It ends though with MJF saying, all right, fine. Then it's going to be CM Punk versus Wardlow Mm -hmm. next week. And so right after that, we get Wardlow just beating the holy fuck out of some poor bastard with 17 power bombs. What do you think about Wardlow CM Punk next week? That's
1: interesting because I feel like these two stories that they were, were next to each other. We'ren't ready to come to a head, right? Like we're just getting into the what do they call the power bomb,
0: mm-hmm.
1: jamboree or whatever the fuck they call it, right? Mm-hmm. And and now he's got to go play the bad guy to see him punk like that. I don't know, man. We were getting behind Wardlow for a face, for now I know, like we can maybe do that at the thing, but
2: that's what I think is gonna happen. I think we're gonna be putting Wardlow in situations symphony. where, in- yeah, power bomb symphony. That's what they're calling it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we're going to be putting Wardlow in situations where maybe the ref's down, and Wardlow thinks he can beat CM Punk, but MJF is like saying, "Pick him up, I want to hit him with my power diamond ring."
1: Symphony. No, they they make him go for the powerbomb symphony this time, and CM Punk keeps taking a bunch of them, and he's like, "I can pin him." They're like, "Don't pin him yet." No, do your fucking thing, and he's like, "All right, whatever." And then CM Punk fucking toughs it out, but it's, finds the fucking schoolboy or something, or gets a nut punch and fucking steals a victory. And then he's like, you motherfuckers, <laughs> right? They could be like, like hey, that. sorry,
2: guy. We always told you don't fucking do that. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, I think this is when that story comes to a head. I think we're still going to get MJF CM Punk somehow. But if you've been paying attention to Wardlow and really his ascension as a baby face, the first person I think he has to get through is accountability buddy. Sean Spears. Sean
1: Spears. Yep.
2: So I think mm-hmm. Sean Spears is going to be the one that maybe cost him this match. And then MJF, CM Punk do their thing. And then MJF is going to circle back and be like, Hey, you motherfucker. I lost to CM Punk because he was at a hundred percent because you didn't do your job. And then we're going to MJF Sean and Spears Warlow.
1: is going to work his ass off for fucking
2: Warlow. He's going to make him look like he fucking killed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. I'm it's excited. Gonna that's, fun. that's going to be a fun spectacle next week cm punk yeah. versus wardlow all right so then after that uh again with in-ring action here we get the tbs championship final jade oh, yeah. cargill versus ruby soho and your first ever tbs champion is one jade cargill what'd you think of this whole segment
1: yeah i figured i you know i called this even i think you know i think most people understood this title was for her um yeah you know she's still improving in the ring i don't think she's great
2: oh but i mean look at her like you're not watching yeah. to see fucking right. arm drags you she's know not what horrific
1: saying? right like she's not like yeah. this is terrible to watch She's not kali right, right.
2: so it's fine yeah it's fine uh, so this was this was the most interesting segment to me just as a outsider not outsider but like looking at it from a who's over who's not because jade cargill comes out she gets booze right as she Mm -hmm. should
0: Mm -hmm.
2: i'm not saying that maybe her time is done but it was damn near crickets it sounded like for ruby soho
1: yeah and then then we had a tear jerking moment at the end of the
2: well but before that we had mercedes martinez try to beat up uh ruby soho And the pop of the segment was actually Thunder Rosa running down to take out Mercedes Martinez. So if you were like, well, who's the most popular person in this four, you know, person segment, it's Thunder Thunder Rosa, Rosa. like, which we could have told you that. Right. And so (laughs) you almost think like, again, now we have two heel champions with Britt Baker and Jade Cargill. Well, but I also didn't come away with heel heat
1: for her. Like she had her fucking husband and and daughter out there and she's holding her up and And I'm like, that's cool.
2: Right? Yeah. Like, nice. and that was the other thing i was going to mention is you know you pay attention to their social media and the photos that they're posting as jade cargill as champion is her holding her daughter with the championship yeah. up on the I'm top sorry, of the ramp that bitch right <laughs> like, and know, so like it doesn't fit. yeah now you're now you're that mother and so that was interesting and yeah it, it just a lot Which of confusion great. wonderful all for I that but
1: I, that's yeah. endearing i like that like that's positive mm-hmm. i don't boo that I don't, i'm not gonna right. boo that i'm not a monster i mean, yeah. not kind of sometimes yeah. you know. not, but yeah. that, not for that not with that <laughs> right. yeah not with that i'm a decent guy with that yeah, yeah i some... um yeah interesting i thought that was interesting but i did and then is ruby just gonna now battle with dmd because she won't
2: leave her alone and keeps giving her shit in the back about it so i think I think the way it's going to go is I think we need uh, Jamie Hader to battle with someone. And I think it's going to be Jamie Hader and Ruby Soho. Because they're doing a tag match on Rampage where it's Rio, it. Ruby versus Britt and Jamie. And I think it's going to yeah. be Jamie and Ruby GMB's doing their be... fun stuff. Uh, Ruby, a Rio? Yeah. Oh, God, I hope so. Yeah. Look, the reason, and this is going to sound horrible. I don't mean it to be. But the reason why the women's division. Got off to a shitty start in AEW is Rio is about as bland as it gets Mm. and 62 pounds. And again, Marco stunt's great. I love him. He's the smallest guy on the roster. I'm not saying that size, you have to look like Braun Strowman. However, if Rio ain't cutting good promos and Rio's offense looks like a 12-year-old, I don't fucking care, man. Like, I'm you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. And so yeah, she better not beat. Britt Baker. God damn. That'd be the worst mistake of the year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But now where does Jade Cargill go? Cause she has the muscle, even though she is the muscle with Mercedes Martinez. Do, yeah, where do you know. see her going? I mean, who
1: are the, who are the like up and coming faces on the women's roster? So, I mean, Thunder Rosa is a candidate to always kind of battle, but I feel like you gotta, you can't Thunder Rosa has got
2: to win it. Right? Like, I don't want to like, well, again, If it's, if it's me, if I got the pencil here, as they say, Mm -hmm. I'm still doing thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, right? Like Jade Cargill can, Jade Cargill can go with Tay Conti. I think Tay Conti is a great Great first contender. Great choice. Yep. By the way, sidebar again, here. that tag team match on rampage new year's Eve.
1: Was my early candidate for match of the year? Like when I think of January, oh. I'm gonna be like, okay, that's one of them. That like, well, is,
2: but that was New most... Year's Eve, so that was oh, technically that was 2021. Mm-hmm.
1: But our we had already done our reward. Show, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, if fiscal we're, if we're year, saying Tom, fiscal yeah, yeah, year.
2: yeah, yeah, fiscal year. I like that. Yeah, Christ <laughs> <laughs> Almighty, was that match insane? I watched it in
1: January. How about that,
2: motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I watched it twice. I watched yeah, so it good. live mm-hmm. on TV and then. Those fucking countdown yeah. shows were so annoying. I watched the match again. Nice.
1: Yeah, I watched it a second time just because the first time I wasn't able to like fully watch, but I knew something was going on there. I was like, Holy fuck, I need to like re watch this. How yeah. incredible. Great. Great. All Great.
2: four women.
1: Great. And so, not, you know, we've talked about this before and not to like denigrate and say that like women can't do these things, but we've said like part of the thing with the women and they're like, oh my god it's great this is the first time the women ever did this is we were like yeah but sometimes it was before they were ready like mm-hmm. they weren't quite the athletes they weren't quite the wrestlers
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: showed in the ring to people who could see that and stuff right and none of that i felt none of that with these folks this felt like they had all been doing hardcore wrestling matches for a decade
2: Oh, and that finish I thought was so original, where the bunny thinks that she has the brass knuckles is going to go up against Anna Jay. She slips yes. on the thumbtacks, yep, and then gets put in a barbed wire uh, chokehold. Yeah, that's a GCW finish. I, the whole
1: match could have been on a GCW event, and that's oh. what I meant. Like it was so. When I say realistic, I mean because you know, yeah, mm-hmm. we're not we're talking Whoa. pro wrestling here in a, in a hardcore match, but like, yeah. the believability of the fight
2: mm-hmm. was.
1: Top notch again. Like if we if this were a few months from now and we had a couple candidates, like I still feel like that's gonna be up there for me for a match of the year candidate. Like it was fantastic. Great. It great. was great.
2: Yeah, great. incredible. That great. the the god dang table not breaking, and then take yes. Conti takes Penelope Ford's shin like twice in her oh. face. Good Christ. Ah. Credit to those women. Yeah. Do it again. Run that back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan make of rematches all the time. Yeah, let's make that a lights out match. Fuck yeah. Let's do an all women's uh, special event and have Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, yeah, and your co-main event as those tag matches. We know the Thunder Rosa throwdown. Mm-hmm. In like yeah. GCW that,
1: even. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm just saying, do those two matches on a special mm-hmm. women's night event. I'm all for that. Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Uh, let's get back on track, Anyhow. uh, back in the ring. Well, actually, before we get into the ring, we get an interview with Peter Griffin talking about the chicken. And what I mean is Serena Deeb talking about Hikaru Shida looks like they're going to fight again. Hashtag fight forever. How much fun is this?
1: I love that Serena Deeb also, it, she embodies the spirit of like, listen, I've given up trying to pretend that any of you actually give a shit about anything I've got like that any of this is about like let me tell you what's gonna happen here i just come in here to beat the shit out of somebody and then i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna fucking like you know get up in the morning come back and do it again so like just fucking leave me alone i'm gonna kick your ass what questions do you have you know what i mean like she's fucking yeah. like this is bullshit everybody knows i'll fucking slice your fucking throat and i'm gonna do it saturday motherfucker or whatever it is you know <laughs> yeah. and like it's just
2: she's like it's just one of those like get in my way if you dare Mm hmm. I just love it. I just can't wait. You know, I have always been a fan of Hikaru. Shida's in-ring work outside of her character development and promos and her title reign again, lackluster, but her in-ring work spectacular. And this is the way to do it where she goes up against a serial killer in Serena Deeb and she herself is a samurai. She does not like you, a
1: sociopathic serial killer.
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You have a serial killer and a samurai. Like I said, make this Peter Griffin and the chicken, if you understand that family guy reference, yeah. and have them fight forever. Yeah. Even, let, let's just say, let's just say it goes to a draw. Let's just say it goes to a draw. And then they decide, let's go Serena Deeb and Anna Jay, uh, uh, Hikaru Shida and mercedes martinez right like let's say that again they see each other backstage and it's a fucking fist fight again (laughs) like we don't care about the feuds we're in we hate these people you know and that's also relatable
1: because again almost everybody's had somebody they've come across in their life where it's just like the personalities like too many things line up right personality's Mm -hmm. wrong the you know the relationships that brought you to the you know to me knowing you is wrong Mm -hmm. You you smell bad right those three things all together and it's just like i don't fucking i can't be around this person or we're gonna fucking have a problem oftentimes it's family like, you know what I mean? It's somebody oh. in the family, you know? Oh,
2: Ben Whitaker. Ben Whitaker, if you're watching this, I'll fuck mm. you up anytime. Mm. It's on site. I've hated you since high school. I will fight you again. I will fight you tomorrow. I will fight you right now this on this live stream. This. We've been doing this show I eight hate years that and motherfucker. i never heard this name. Yeah. I hate him. I so hate whenever that. we were like,
1: He's that motherfucker. You know who you are. It's, been yeah. ben, it's, Whitaker Tim, it's ben Whitaker.
2: Yeah, Tim, it's <laughs> Ben Whitaker. I fucking hate you so bad. You asshole of life. I, Yeah. If I see you, I'm punching you in the face. Like, yeah, I think every person has it. I know I do. You have to
1: find Ben Whitaker now. Oh, Oh, I hope you do.
2: He's probably still out there in Independence, Raytown, Lee Summit, and I'll fuck him up every single time. I hate that guy. Hate him. Fuck you, bud. you just
1: figured out who you know who you are. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's well, I wanna make I wanna make this storyline more relatable because I feel that way. That's what Serena Deep and Shida need to be where they fucking fight each other every time. Right? Like if I'm in real life, having a dispute with a coworker and we happen to see each other at a, you know, restaurant, I'm not going to like that person, but my attention is going to go right to Ben Whitaker. If he walks in that fucking door. You know what I mean? I'm a, I've had to tell people,
1: especially in the military, there was a couple people that just kind of came to that, and we had to, you know, the military, you can't fight it out every time you get in trouble, so you're we right. had to just be like, listen, motherfucker, like, we're just, like, you're not going to fucking say shit around me, I'm not going to fucking say shit around you, and just, like, if we got to leave the fucking room, leave the fucking room, or something, but, like, just fucking stop, or else we're both going to get kicked out of here because we're fucking fighting, <laughs> you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'd yep. to say to a couple people, like, just fucking, just, why don't you just keep my fucking name out of your mouth, and... I uh, yeah,
2: I just hate him. I hate that guy. I know, I know what he's thinking about me and he knows what I'm thinking about him. I hate that motherfucker so bad. Anyhow, uh, so then after that, fun we got back great. into the ring i'm telling you man yes Th- this is what you get when you listen to spanish non Table. you get some real relatable shit this is why i like serena Deeb yeah. versus akaro shida so much is because yeah, i no, live it too
1: listen to this podcast right now might be living next door to ben whitaker and not even realize
2: i hope they are i will seriously come come to this school so like, right hey here. neighbor ben yeah come, what is that come say on your front porch does that say whitaker <laughs> yeah look <laughs> Google the address for Sharkbait MMA uh, Jiu Jitsu and I'll be there. We'll do it live on, on Saturday. On I'll, on live I will beat your oh, oh, I would just love to watch you suffer. Anyhow, <laughs> um I hate him. Uh <laughs> all right, that's great. That's so gorgeous. uh Yeah, okay, I gotta get out of that mindset. So okay. we get back into the ring and we get Malachi Black taking hmm. on brian pillman jr and this is where i think we're moving away from varsity blondes because malachi black dispatches of brian pillman jr pretty easy then we get malachi black putting the boots to him after the match and i think the tie-in here is so the lucha bros come out to chase off malachi black i think the tie-in is is they still don't like malachi black for what they did to Pac, right so it makes a little bit of sense that way yeah well, I think what it kind of wrote itself
1: that? now. So I think, like you said, it was going to be Brody King's going to show up, and it was going to be Lucha Bros taking on you know the House of Black, but it might just now be uh, Penta and and um, Malachi Ron Black, Pillman. which I mean, well, look, or, well, be but fun. I mean, it could be Penta and Pillman versus
2: the tag oh, team of right, right, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. because yeah. Phoenix is injured. Yeah, I,
2: I think, I think they would. If I, again, if I have the pencil here, I'm going to pivot to just a one-on-one sure, match. Sure, I'd write it. Yeah, but... I, but if I have to pivot because, let's say, Ray Phoenix is out for five months or whatever it is, I'm going to pivot to just Malachi Black, sit on Brody King debuting for as long as it takes for Ray Phoenix to get back, and then it's going to be Malachi Black Pinta for five weeks, four weeks, or however long it needs to be. Yeah, yeah that'd be fine. Because here's the great thing about AEW and the depth of their roster is we just went through a five out of five show, in my opinion. And we didn't even talk about right. one of my favorite wrestlers right now. Right. And that's Miro. Miro. Yeah. Miro, so that's just it.
1: Like you said, it could be five weeks, but, uh, you know, we, that would only be two times we see him maybe
2: in five weeks. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention here. uh, after the Wardlow match, before the Jay Cargill, we also got Chris Jericho coming out to the ring, and he cuts, not a great promo, man. Just he looked. Commercial? Well, he looked like shit. No offense, I'm not out here looking like a supermodel, so I'm not trying to say. But I'm saying for his standards, he looked tired and bloated, and his hair piece was still being glued on, or whatever the hell was happening to his forehead looks aside though the fucking 90s south park jokes that he was making and i know i made a reference to family guy but i wasn't using that as like a uh dis on someone i was just using that as an example but like right. he he called them what do you call them the south park reference the 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 two Terrence talking canadian Phillip. there you go call them Terrence and phillips he kept saying pinhead and
1: Squarehead. dude i could so, okay, my son's 14, right? So that's on the younger side of of an audience, right, that we're talking mm-hmm. about. But mm-hmm. people he knows and hangs out with are 18-year-olds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so go a few years older than that, a lot of these folks literally, I, I, I'm I'm going to ask as soon as we're done recording here, I'm going to go ask my son, do you know what South Park is? Probably doesn't.
2: Or at least has heard of it, kind of like The Simpsons, but heard doesn't of watch.
1: Hey, let me tell you, my son didn't know who Betty White was.
2: Well... Your son needs to watch. I mean, the that's Golden bad Girls, parenting. God damn mission, yeah, yeah goddamn it. But yeah. <laughs> um, just things like that, right? So, no, like, I know. you know what I mean? Like, well, we were
1: discussing nine eleven even because it came up in random conversation somehow. But he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, we learn about it. And I'm just like, oh, that's fucking right, because he was born like six years after it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, you really don't have right. a frame of reference for this shit. South Park is so. I mean, like, yes, it's still around, and some people like know what it is, but like, it's not the cultural icon uh, that this young crowd is probably like, Oh my God. He said, you know,
2: yeah. well, and to your point, if, if you say, you know, Terrence and Phillips, okay. South park fans will know that, but like with your son, he might know of South park, but never know of Terrence and, and Phil, Phillips. Right. right. Like I don't watch the Simpsons. So if you say the Simpsons, I'm like, Oh, I know what you're talking about. If you name, I don't well, know, the a character the in fucking, there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. like, I don't know who the fuck the fuck that the fuck is. Right. That. So like, yeah, but even on top of that, just the square head, pin head, kind of insult. It was yeah. stupid.
1: Now, don't get me wrong; the guy does have a square head, so that's great for that guy. Right when he's insulting that guy on two point yeah. like, because yeah. he's got a square head, and that's fun. But like, but yeah, there's so it's, much it's more much. you can do. But- he always does the. He's Jericho has always been this way, and it was when he was the young kid you know what I mean mucking up the professionalism of the rock and whatever like that was cool to be like nana nana boo boo you know what I mean like and, and just like I'm just gonna shit on your whole thing because you know what I mean I don't you know I'm just shitting on your thing just because fuck your thing right like that works when you're a young you know brash but when you're the 50 year old guy demanding respect then it no, it just feels weird it feels like you're the creepy guy in the club
2: yeah it just to me with 2.0 there's so much more we could talk about as far as disses just their presentation the Mm -hmm. overtop you want to taste and all that like you went with his head you know what i mean like come on man but afterwards uh so they jump them right yeah uh 2.0 that is um but we get eddie kingston but we get eddie kingston and santana ortiz what's happening i'm
1: surprised we didn't get jericho being like fuck you you, you know what I mean? You know what? How about I don't want yours? Like, fuck mm-hmm.
2: you. I'm but he came that. out with his guys. He came yeah. out with Santana Ortiz. So right. what, You're gonna what, go what do you think? Here? Yeah. Does Santana Ortiz? I think
1: we're Ortiz... going well, to get Jericho versus Eddie Kingston somehow.
2: Okay. Which will be but fun. like, so where does Santana and Ortiz yeah, play in this role? I think role? they get
1: a lot of their whole like washing their hands of things. And then, yeah, I don't know if we get a a moment where they like, you know, Caesar Jericho or not.
2: I don't know and then you get a new lax like it was in I would love uh, it. I impact would love wrestling it. god i would love it because yeah. look eddie kingston has had factions before he was with the lucha bros he was with butcher and the blade so he's nobody, done that before
1: nobody anytime soon is begging for the inner circle to ride again as a unit so like great split them up because then you can have even if you got eddie kingston and lax versus you know, the three remaining inner circle guys, right? Like for a little while, like short little blip. And then they just, you know, kind of absolve. And then they're like, all right, whatever, Hager, you, you suck anyway. And then, you know, you know, he will have committed some other kind of me to act. And then it'll be out of there. Hey, take it easy. All
2: but- right. So that was AW again. We, you know, Jurassic express uh, becomes your new tag team champions. We kind of talked about that a couple different times, mm-hmm. but I want to get your feedback on a couple things coming up on Saturday. So again, Friday is rampage. If you want to know the results, read it. I don't, we got hook on Friday night, I send can't hook wait for that. Yeah. Send hook motherfuckers. But on Saturday night, we got battle of the belts, two big matches there. Cody fending his TNT championship against Sammy Guevara and then Britt Baker versus Rio. What do you think happens in these two matches? Champions retain. We're getting a new champion. What happens here? No, I think champions retain both times. And I'm going to be
1: like, you know, it'll be fine. But I I think the matches will be underwhelming for me.
2: You think they do something big because it's the first battle of the belts and they finally pull the trigger with Cody?
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe Cody
2: uncomfortably
1: murders Sammy Guevara.
2: Because he has to. Maybe Arn Anderson is the one that is the catalyst for Cody to turn heel Arn Anderson gives him the permission, like do what we need, you know, that needs to get done. And then he passes like, oh, the ride. Glock if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh? It's you, you know, at least I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, you know, but it feels like every time they do a first time event, winter is coming the first rampage on yeah. uh TNT, Look, Something's
1: memorable there. Mafia it up. Cody <coughs> dressed to the nines. Healing out on folks is better than what they're giving me now. So may sound a little cliche and passé, but it's better than
2: this. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you make Arn Anderson the buffer for Cody hey, to look, where Cody doesn't even talk anymore. Now listen to me.
1: Uh, Ric Flair is there and no. Arn Anderson could be there and Tully is there. Uh, We could see. The you know the new version of the horseman with Cody fucking leaning toe. He's the fucking blonde bombshell there again in the front.
2: Well, so and then you have uh, Arn Anderson's fucking son could be in it for fuck's sake. <laughs> but yeah, well, with Ric Flair specifically, if if you've been looking online on uh, andrade's Twitter, he brought up that he's going after Darby Allen, and he mentions, hey Darby, you have a legend. I've got a father-in-law. And so it might yeah. be Ric Flair representing Andrade. So the Darby new four Allen horsemen stink.
1: with Flair, Arn, and Tully, could we have, Could it be Cody, Andrade, and
2: then FTR? No, well, then you got the pinnacle. What are you going to do yeah. with the pinnacle?
1: Fuck the pinnacle. not real.
2: But, I mean, MJF isn't going to just <laughs> let them leave, right? So, well, like, but that's
1: part of it. He's going to fight.
2: you turn baby face? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe.
1: Because, like, look, Wardlow's already going to be – done mjf's gonna be like oh everybody turned on
2: you well everybody turned on you because you're a sack of human shit to everybody mm-hmm. and then he goes babyface a little bit right. i mean he could do it yeah i wouldn't go ftr no i wouldn't i wouldn't put them in well, i just say faction. that of Tully
1: because he's already well yeah yeah him. but I maybe mean, he turns on them but who would be the tag team
2: if you will well i wouldn't put a tag team because then oh. you put sean spears right mm-hmm. throw him yep. in there because he's okay. a good utility guy
1: okay okay
2: and then
1: yeah because that could be the totally tie
2: Right, that's the totally tie.
1: So you got Cody. I said Andrade because of the Flair thing, right? Uh-huh. So then you got Sean Spears. We put in Brock's kid or uh, Brock Anderson.
2: <laughs> Little, so who's uh, the well, who's the fourth horseman that you're yeah. bringing? Are you bringing that's in Mary Wyndham?
1: No, that's what. Well, no, it's just fucking. It's it's Arn Anderson's fucking kid
2: because well, Cody's not
1: knows. a uh, horseman's kid, you know?
2: Right, but what you could do is have four of them be represented, you and Ric Flair is represented by Andrade. And then you do Wyndham Rotunda. You don't do Bray White. You call him Wyndham Rotunda. Right. and he's and representing. And he's not a creepy,
1: weird character. He's fucking pulling the suits and the fucking exactly. Because
2: you already got the the weird shit with Malachi.
1: The stories that he could tell when they finally disintegrate. God damn it!
2: And then he when he loses his mind and goes into like a Miro type of of most of the existential released, crisis.
1: I know we were like, please stop signing so many people. No more people like. I would mm-hmm. have wiped away most of them if you would have gave me Wyatt with creative, you know, some idea of creative control over himself over on mm-hmm. AEW. Oh, God. That guy's, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes, I think you got to check him a little bit. You know yeah, said? But, like it, He's hard to understand sometimes, but. But I think he's the so wrestlers more of an would. in-depth storyteller. Yeah, you know
2: I right? think the wrestlers would check him on that, right? Like, yeah. if you say God's uh, favorite champion, Miro, versus. Bray Wyatt, Miro's gonna say some things of like, we're not gonna get that crazy. I need to have this happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, well, there's some, but yeah, bring in Wyndham Rotunda as the, and everyone's like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, uh huh, motherfuckers, what's up? Bring in Barry Wyndham.
1: Yeah, bring in fucking history.
2: Bring in Barry Wyndham. You have it. And you have them fucking take out everyone. They break up the inner circle. They break up, uh, team tags. They said like it's
1: factions, factions, factions. Everyone we see be like nobody knows how to do that, right? Right. Uh-uh, you're all pretenders. You're all have them go after
2: the undisputed era. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Well, because that's what Ric Flair could say. Like I thought we already told you. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man, and none of you are the man. Right? These, yeah. right, here, right? right. These guys are here, right? These guys here are the man, the man in the mask. Right. <laughs> that's,
2: that's the one Buggin. thing with this faction warfare though, that I will say that not that there needs to be an end game. Cause again, stories always evolve and they continue and continue and continue, and continue. It, right? but some, well at least one has to be like, we're not going after just another group. We're going after all you motherfuckers and we're taking you all out. Like there needs right. to be a pecking the order. the top dogs. Right. Because the super elite say it right. And they were the champions all at one time and that's fine. But like they were only feuding with hangman. You know what I'm saying? Like this is when and you could do a stadium stampede with how the fucking you you do the blow off. But yeah, there needs to be one fucking faction. That's saying like, we're taking all of you out. Team Taz, you're gone. Uh, Pinnacle, you're gone. Inner circle, you're gone. Uh, Super elite, you're gone.
1: Ben Wicked. What the fucking
2: Ben Whitaker. Fuck Whitaker, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. too. Hate that
1: motherfucker.
2: Yeah, he. Oh, <laughs> you don't need a faction to take him out. Just call me up. I'll fuck right. him yeah, up. Fuck I beat him up. him up in high school, and I beat him up after high school, hey, and I'll beat him of up. T- <laughs> ended on this. <laughs> he, I beat his ass so bad one time he had to call the principal, and I had to apologize to him in, in the principal's office as a junior. I beat the fuck out of him. Oh my God, it was so good. I hit him like, boom. And I was taking the fucking locker and I was, duh, motherfucker. Okay. You motherfuck- mm-hmm. <sighs> did talk to a
1: therapist about this, didn't you?
2: I do every other yeah, Wednesday. Right. Yeah.
1: Like-
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what this show is, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you understood. No, I wouldn't. He has kids now and everything. I wouldn't yeah, want to embarrass him if he is. decides to come kids at me. Kids don't need that trauma. Right. They don't yeah. need to know that their dad is a pussy, but like if he wants to come at me, you know what I mean? But I don't want to ruin their kid's life knowing that their dad's their mom. Mm. Well, is there any nah. more about the dynamite or do we, um, I think we're, well, battle of the belts, uh, yeah. stay tuned for that. Cause if it's something monumental, which again, all indications might be that this is going to be a crazy ass show. We might do emergency podcast on YouTube. So, uh, check back for that uh, Friday night. Again, send hook. I didn't read results. I don't like to read results, even though we heard about Jake Atlas, um, but uh, excited for that. We got a lot mm-hmm. of fun things. And then next week, Serena Deeb, uh Hikaru Shida. Love it. Cannot wait. All
1: right. And with that, uh, use hashtag tweet the table. In the meantime, Tom's going to go do some bloody burpees and prepare to fight Ben Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>